Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, and it is still October, which means it is still butt month. Butt month. We love talking <laughs> about butt stuff here at The Sex Wrap, so thank you for all of your butt. You know, Spring, we could literally talk about butt stuff forever with the number of questions about butt stuff we've had come in over the last six years. I mean, we could talk about everything forever. <laughs> we have so many questions to answer. I remember, I think I've talked about this before on the show, but my dad once said to me like, oh, but you know, what are you going to do in a few months? Like when you run out of questions and I was like, <laughs> yeah. So thank you societies around the world for doing terrible sex education, for helping people learn negative things from pornography. For Thank you to the parents who never talk to their kids about sex in any way, shape or form. And to all of those school teachers who are too embarrassed to, because you're going to keep our show going forever. So this is um, a hate sex letter to all of you like it's not a love letter it has to be like a hate sex letter to every no not thank you to all of you do your jobs talk about sex more because then spring and i would move on and talk about more exciting advanced i don't know we, we, we'll keep we're gonna keep going as long as we have questions so thank you everybody for butt month butt month <laughs> uh, so what's going on with your life spring I mean, I just like can't not sing the words butt month. Sorry. I'm like stuck in this like little song in my head right now. Like whenever I hear butt month, I just want to sing about it. I get so excited. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for the joy that goes with butt month. Everybody has a butt. Everyone has a butt to celebrate regardless of the size and the shape and what and how you're using it. There's a way to work it into our lovely. So it's way better than Halloween. It's way better than I was, Halloween. I was actually at a friend's house last night and they were talking about my podcast and um, they were like, oh, what's your Instagram? And I told them and they like looked it up and a few people were like looking at it and like talking to me about it. And they were like, wow, you got a lot of stuff about butts up. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it's butt month. <laughs> <laughs> And, and we're going to continue, but month, um, we have a few more questions for this month. And then we'll, I mean, maybe we'll just make every October, but month from this point forward, like make <laughs> yes. it an annual sex rap tradition. Yes. Um, but what, what part of the butt are we talking about this week? Well, last week we had a question where um, somebody's boyfriend wanted them to play with their butt and the person was unsure of like how to do that or how to approach it. And so we were talking about um, playing with the prostate and how to do that and how to like um, step into that role. 
And today we're going to talk about the other side of that question. Um, somebody who doesn't want to do that for their partner, someone who's saying, you know what, this is not something that I'm interested in. And they're wondering how to handle that within the relationship, how to handle that with their partner. And I'm super excited to uh, take us into the other side of Bad stuff. The <laughs> other side. Doing, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, and over my life, I have had so many of my mostly cis heterosexual female friends come up to me and say, like, my boyfriend or my husband or my hookup or my one night stand really wanted to have butt sex, um, but I didn't want to. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think it's one of those things where most of the time there's a lot of pressure on women to allow butt stuff to happen from men. Um, mm. And this is this is really sort of like digging into that like much broader societal question where like men think that butt sex is on the table and is normal. And many women are like, no, 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 it's not. Uh, so today we're going to dig into the question. And, and I think like starting out, if you are ever in a, in a situation sexually where somebody is asking you for something that you absolutely don't want to do, you don't have to. You never have to. Like if you don't want to do butt stuff with another person, you do not have to do butt stuff with another person. Um, now, if you're in a longstanding relationship, you know, you should probably have some conversations detailing why, build some context, give them some information, um, provide a rationale. Um, but like, you don't have to. And you only have to provide that rational one time. If someone keeps asking you again and again and again after you've said no, that's a kind of sexual assault, right? Like, they refuse yeah. to let the conversation die. Um, but, like, the, the number one piece of advice is if it's not something that you don't you want to do, then you really just don't – you don't have to do it. And, that, and that's yeah. enough. And so – in this question, it was um, a boyfriend who wanted some butt stuff. He wanted his girlfriend to um, play with his butthole, to try some things out. And she's saying, I don't want to do that. And this larger kind of issue that Andrew's bringing up is, you know, there's a potential that she has some trauma around being asked to do butt stuff, to being asked to have anal sex. And that is completely enough of a reason to not want to engage in this behavior with her partner, right? Even though her partner may not have been involved in that whatsoever, right? So she might have some kind of triggers around that. And she's saying like, this is a no for me. This is like, I'm not, I'm not in for this. I don't want to play with it. I don't want to experiment. I don't want to try it. I don't want to put my hands there. And and all of the kinds of sex that we have with other people is vulnerable, right? All sex has a certain kind of vulnerability. And the anus is a particularly vulnerable spot on many people's bodies, especially if you're not used to or you're not comfortable with. Or like what Spring said, if you've had past traumatic anal experiences, having anal sex with somebody else or doing butt stuff with somebody else in the future is something that you might be really soured on. Um, and we do know that Many, many people have negative or bad experiences with anal. And that's because people learn about anal sex by watching pornography where you just, you know, sort of no lube, just stick it in and everyone starts moaning and loving it. Um, you know, if you've listened to previous episodes of our show, that's absolutely not what should happen, especially if there's some hesitation or if there's been negative experiences in the past. Um, we have a bunch of episodes about you know because people ask so many questions about it but um like you could listen to episode 191 or recommend someone listen to 191 before someone has anal sex for the first time but we we haven't done an episode about like if you've been traumatized in the past with anal how to cope with anal trauma 
Um, but we're we're sort of getting there a little bit today. Um, but anal sex is very vulnerable as well. I think that a lot of time people expect it early in relationships before you've built enough trust with the other person too. Um, but I think like great, we're, we're starting this episode saying like, no, you don't, you don't have to. Um, we're going to discuss some strategies, how to have that conversation, um, but then also talk about some alternatives too. Um, but remember, like, I'm going to say it probably 10 more times. Like, if you don't want to have anal sex with somebody, you do not have to have anal sex with that person. Um, and that all sex is vulnerable. Um, and you don't have to share that with somebody else. All right. What else should we talk about? Yeah. So I think, you know, what we're talking about here is boundaries. We're talking about, you know, saying, okay, um, you know, I'm willing to do this, but not this, or I'm willing to um, engage in, you know, some aspect of this behavior, or maybe even talking about the behavior, doing some dirty talk about it, but not actually engaging it, right? So you can find out for yourself first, right? Like think about, okay, what are the things I'm willing to do that might be related to this behavior? And then where are the lines? Where's the line that I am not willing to cross? And you want to be really clear about that for yourself first. So you can say, okay, this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. And then you can communicate that to your partner. And so it might be, and we'll talk in a minute about some like different options of kind of things you might be interested in engaging in, or you might not be, which is also fine, but it's just thinking through what are all the different options? What could I be interested in doing? And then clearly communicating that to your partner. Yeah, absolutely. Like knowing your own boundaries, knowing why you have those boundaries, and then communicating those boundaries are really important overall. Um, I also want to caution, like, uh, there are many times, I don't know about you in your life spring, but in my life where people have come to me, where they have a partner who's not willing to explore at all, who's not willing to grow at all sexually, who's not willing to experiment sexually at all. Um, so there's a difference between having a boundary where like, I'm not interested in engaging in anal for reason, whatever that reason is, and I'm not willing to experiment at all sexually or do anything outside of like one or two sexual acts or one or two sexual positions. Um, so hopefully, and I mean, for me, my perspective as I'm answering this question, it's I'm a person who's willing to do all kinds of fun things and be intimate with you in a lot of different ways and experiment sexually with our bodies. But this is something that I have boundaries around and I'm not going to do it. And that's what I mean by establishing boundaries. Boundaries aren't like a carte blanche. No, I'm not going to do anything ever except for missionary or maybe doggy style. <laughs> boundaries are, you know, I have a well-rationed explanation on why this is something that I don't want to do, or I have an emotional response to this and I don't want to go there and I'm not willing to, or I have pre whatever the reason is. That's what boundaries are. Like, this is my boundary. This is how I develop my boundary. And this is how I've communicated the boundary. Um, now, if someone doesn't, does not respect your anal sex boundary, right? If someone keeps asking you about it, they don't love you right? Because love is about the boundaries that you share with somebody else and how you have intimacy with inside of those boundaries. Um, it, it brings up to me that uh, idea that the partner, your boyfriend views you as a living fleshlight um, if they don't respect your boundaries, that you're just there to be something to stick their dick in and to get pleasure from. Not caring about you and your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions surrounding it means that you should dump them, right? If someone keeps begging you for anal sex all the time or keeps bringing it up or keeps asking for it after you've said no, this person doesn't respect you. They don't respect your sexual boundaries. They don't respect you you as a sexual or as a human being outside of sex. Like this is the time where like 
really seriously investigate why you're with this person and, and what it means. Because sexual boundaries, like if someone doesn't respect your sexual boundaries, they're not going to respect any other of the boundaries in your life. Right. And I think, you know, all of these things are continual conversations also. So like there that I'm going to separate this out from what Andrew was just saying. So Andrew was saying, you know, if someone keeps bringing something up and pestering you, that's not okay. But also we are continually evolving and we are continually like um, changing and, you know, deciding that we want to try different things. So I think that, you know, if someone like asks you and then like, six months later, just checks in with you again, that's okay, right? We want to be able to have continual conversations with our partners about what we're interested in and what we're feeling and what's coming up for us. And it's very possible, you know, that you can change on some of these things over time. And we expect that, right? Because we are fluid, we are learning, we are changing. And so it is all a continual conversation with our partners to stay up to date with what they want, what they need, what we want, what we need, where our boundaries are, how our boundaries might shift or change over time, and staying in clear communication about those things. Absolutely, right? Like this isn't, you you know, this, when I say if they're asking you all the time, I mean, every time you're intimate with them or every time you're on a date or they're asking you every week or every month. Um, if this is like Spring said, like a six month check in or a one year check in, because we're supposed to grow and change and investigate and explore and have fun um, with our bodies and our partner's bodies. Uh, that's fine. It, it's really different than the asking you every single day. But we do need to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to keep talking about butt stuff. <laughs> I was going to sing it. I didn't. All right. <laughs> What's up? We'll be right back. Welcome back to our show. Welcome to October. Welcome to Butt Stuff Month. Um, and today we're answering a question. My boyfriend really wants to have butt sex, but I have no interest and I don't know what to do. Um, and we've said, you don't have to. We've talked about boundaries. I think there's some other interesting and important like sort of provisos to put around this as well, right? Like this could be a deal breaker. This could be a relationship ender if you say no, right? Um, but it's important to say like this is not on you. This is a them issue, not a you issue because there is a chance that you're with somebody where anal sex is a huge priority for a boyfriend. And if it is an unreconcilable difference, means that it's okay for you to end a relationship over it. Now, I probably wouldn't go tell my parents like, oh, it's because they wanted anal all the time. Um, but you could just say like we had unreconcilable differences and that you need to find somebody who's more aligned with your sexual interest, right? Especially if you're early in a relationship and this is something that's causing an issue early on in a relationship, it's probably not going to change over the course of that relationship. So unless you're able to come up with an alternative, like, well, sure, I'm not going to have anal sex with you, but you can, you know, work with a sex worker once a month and have your anal sex with them, or you can have sex with a friends with benefits or three, whatever the potential solution would be. Um, you have to be okay saying, like, this might be the end of my relationship with this person because I'm not going to do this with them and they have the sexual need or sexual desire uh, or sexual interest. Um, so it, it's working through that. I'm not saying it should be coercive, right? Like, you shouldn't have anal sex to save a relationship with somebody who's going to dump you because you don't have anal sex with them. You should be the proactive dumper 
uh, get it, dumper, it's anal. Um, <laughs> in the conversation with him saying like, you know, this is not going to work out. You keep asking me for anal sex and I'm not willing to do it. It's obvious that we have these sexual differences. And to move forward, I think that I should not be in a sexual relationship with anymore because you need to find somebody. Um, and that's if you don't have one of many other variations and responses. Like I just said, you could, you know, if, if you're open to it, you could be like, you know, you w- work with a sex worker once a month and then you get your anal sex there and not with me. Like there's a lot of other kinds of solutions depending on your level of open-mindedness and what where you are in your relationship and your relationship openness. Um, but I kind of took it to the extreme first. What are some other anal variations that uh, people <laughs> could uh, play with? You know, not anal sex, but what are some other anal things that people could do? I mean, so... If the man really wants to put his penis into this woman's butt and she's saying no, then she could have conversations, you know, about her boundaries and say, like, maybe like she's willing to let him look at it. Maybe she's willing to let him touch it or massage it with some lube. Maybe she's willing to let him lick it. Maybe she's willing to let him move his penis around the outside of it with some lube, right? Like there are a lot of things we could also play with fingers in. We could play with butt plugs, right? So there might be other variations of things that she might be interested in, or there might be other variations that he would be interested with his butt doing as well, that she is playing with his butt. Maybe that's something that he is actually longing for here, right? So like, I think let's open up the conversation about all of the different things we can do with both of our butts (laughs) and then say, these are the things I do want to do. These are the things I don't want to do. These are the things I might want to do. And then let's see where we have some overlap. Let's see where we have some interest in exploring each other's buttholes. And what can we do about this? How can we find something that might be fun to explore together? I mean, we have a whole episode about tossing salad. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, that's certainly an episode that you could listen to to get some ideas. And I love that Spring's talking about maybe it's just a visual thing. Maybe you uh, use sexual positions where someone can look at the anus while they're penetrated or touching your body in a different way. Um, and I sort of love uh, the, the whole like, well, what about his anus? I mean, like an anus is an equal opportunity sex organ because everybody has one. Um, I've seen all kinds of memes and tropes, uh, like how would he respond about letting you peg him first? But that's certainly something that you could put on the table. Like if you're going to do something anally with or to me, I get to do the same anal thing to or with you because we all we all have a butt together. Um, and that tossing salad episode, I think it's 148. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like everybody has a butt. Everybody has a butt and everybody has some sensitivity in their butthole and everybody um, can find pleasure there, right? It's sure it's about getting over some of the mental uh, <laughs> things that might stand in our way from receiving that pleasure. And then it's also practice, which we've talked a lot about, but everybody has the potential for pleasure there. So I think, you know, um, walking through like all of these variations of what is possible for playing with the butt and then saying, yeah, what, what are we interested? What are we both interested in doing here? Where do our boundaries overlap in this Venn diagram of butts? Oh, what a perfect, can you see the two 
Venn diagrams overlapping and making a butt. <laughs> I, think, I think that you should uh, draw that and then post it to our Instagram. Um, <laughs> but Venn diagram. Right. So this whole episode, um, boyfriend wants to do something you don't want to do. You don't have to do it. There are other options available out there for you. And since it's a butt thing, everybody has a butt. You should talk about your boundaries and how you got there. If somebody doesn't listen to your boundaries, it means that they don't really care about you or they don't actually love you, that they're just treating you as a fleshlight. Um, it might be a deal breaker and that's okay because it's better to be dating somebody where your sexual priorities are in alignment with each other. Um, and then there's always the opportunity for tons and tons of other kinds of anal play. We, we have an episode about butt plugs, 135. We have an episode about tossing salad or eating butt. That's 148. And then, you know, we have episode 191 where we talk about what's anal like and how to make sure that your first time is the best possible time ever. Um, but really, it goes back to the beginning. If you don't want to have anal sex with somebody, don't have anal sex with them. It's that simple. Yeah. All right. Anything else we need to add? Butt month. Butt month. <laughs> wow. Butt month. All right. Well... <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed some butt stuff with us this butt month. Um, if you have any questions about this episode or any other questions about sex, sexual health, STIs, pleasure, romance, love, we, like, we would love to talk with you about any of those. Um, you can send us an email. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. And you should definitely check out our social media. We're really active on Instagram uh, at the sex rap. We're also active on Facebook and Twitter, but not as active um, at the sex rap at all of them. And that's rap with the W. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.